do you ever wonder what happened to the version of yourself that existed way back in your 20s? The one that was full of big dreams and hopes for the future. Do you ever feel unhappy or dissatisfied with the current state of your career, your friendship, your marriage, your finances, or even your faith? Do things look very different from what you imagined back when you were a younger woman? Many of us, when we hit our late 30s and 40s, find ourselves in what some might call a midlife crisis. (laughs) And yes, yes, it is crazy to think that we are either at midlife or approaching midlife. Let's just accept it, embrace it. It's all good. (laughs) We may look at our lives and wonder, is this really it? And even though externally it might seem like we have it made, Maybe you're receiving congratulatory messages from family, from friends, from coworkers. Maybe you're getting acknowledged in the media for all the amazing work that you're doing. Maybe you are getting promoted for all the excellence that you're bringing to your work, to your organization. Things on the outside look amazing, but deep down inside, you know that there has to be more. You've lost your ability to get excited about your work and many, if not all, areas of your life. It's okay, girl. I know how you feel. And I'm here to let you know that it really doesn't have to stay that way. In this inaugural episode of Happy Without Medicine, I'm sharing the biggest reason why you're feeling dissatisfied with your life. And I'm going to be sharing some steps that you can take to actually fix this problem. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. Welcome to the very first episode of the Happy Without Medicine podcast. It's me, your host, Dr. Yuandi. Whether you are tuning in on your commute to and from work, or whether you're doing groceries, or whether you are procrastinating on those charts you should be completing, (laughs) it's okay, I get it. No matter where it is that you're tuning in from, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. It is my delight to keep you company, whatever it is that you're doing right now. Okay, so let me ask you this. This is a serious question. When was the last time you felt like yourself? When was the last time you felt truly happy, like you were doing exactly what it is that you were meant to be doing and deriving complete joy from it? The other day, I was speaking to a brilliant woman. She is an attorney. She's almost 40 now. And the answer to her question was over two decades ago. So when she was a teenager, that was the last time she felt like she was herself. And I'll be honest, this is a common problem that I see in many women, especially working, ambitious women who have spent the best part of their school years and their early adulthood chasing accomplishments and chasing dreams, and during the course of all of that, have slowly shed away the many things that make them who they are at the core. And before they know it, they're living a life that looks really great and really shiny on the outside, but feels quite empty on the inside. I've been there, so 
definitely no judgment here. And to answer my own question, up until a few years ago, the last time that I felt truly, truly like myself was when I was in university. I studied a double major in biology and psychology, and I loved school. I loved school so much. And although medical school became a goal for me sometime around the second year of university, honestly, it wasn't something I had been chasing all my life. But I studied for the MCAT. I did well. Thankfully, I applied to medical school and got in. And just like any other experience with professional school that you might have, med school ended up being so all-consuming for me. I was so focused on getting good grades, studying to impress my attendings, my senior residents, trying to avoid looking stupid, (laughs) competing for residency spots and eventually fellowships. I mean, who had time for anything else? In fact, I like to joke that then I was dating my husband and that the only way our relationship worked out was because there was a whole Atlantic Ocean and like five or six time zones between us because otherwise I don't know where I would have had the time to quote unquote date properly. I mean, I did all the things as a resident. I became chief resident. I was chief resident for two years. I studied and worked so hard to impress not just my attendings, but also my patients. Um, I mean, I remember even being on a plastic surgery rotation and the attending was trying to convince me to go into plastics. I mean, I am not a surgeon and I never want to be a surgeon, but it just goes to show that, yeah, even though I wasn't the smartest student, I knew how to study hard and I knew how to study smart. Eventually, I chose a path in family medicine, and I did a fellowship in emergency medicine, and I trained and worked in the ER for the better part of a decade. And I enjoyed my job. I really did, for the most part. I mean, there's parts of being an ER physician that are just like, I'd rather not. (laughs) Um, But for the most part, I enjoyed the problem solving. I enjoyed the excitement. I really did enjoy my job. But I mean, that's just it. It was just a job. It was just work. And I really just felt like something else was missing. Like, this could not be it. I can't just do this for the rest of my life. Talking about things like this really confused my friends and my family because they would say, what do you mean you're unfulfilled? I mean, you save people's lives every day. I mean, I didn't feel like myself, though. As I said, it really felt like something else was missing. I had the great career. I had the house. I had the amazing husband. I had an adorable daughter and another kid on the way. But I wasn't as happy as I thought I should be. On the outside, things were great. But how I felt on the inside didn't really match up. But thankfully, I'm on the other side of all of that now. And I shared all that to say that if you're feeling this way, I see you. I really do. And I want you to know that there's a reason why. So please, please, please don't ignore it. And the biggest reason, I mean, it certainly was for me, is based on your values. Your values. Dr. Daphna Oysterman, she's a professor at the Department of Psychology and a professor also in the Department of Education and Communication at the University of Southern California, she defines values as internalized cognitive structures that guide choices by evoking a sense of basic principles of right and wrong, a sense of priorities, and a willingness to make meaning and see patterns. I mean, values are a big deal. 
I was working with another brilliant woman. I work with many brilliant women, by the way, disclaimer. So I'm probably going to be saying that a lot. But she was having a lot of stress at work to the point where it was affecting her most valuable relationships at home. Now, one of the first things that I love to do with women like this is to assess their values. Now, it turns out that she had five values and her work was in a direct contradiction to all five of them. Imagine this. Imagine working with crazy (laughs) micromanager when one of your values is autonomy. Imagine being swamped with admin duties and paperwork when one of your values is collaboration with people. Imagine working in an uninspiring cubicle when one of your values is aesthetic beauty. Day in, day out. We cannot And we must not underestimate the detrimental impact of ignoring our values. Now, for me, my values are, some of them are personal development, empathy, and well-being. And I mean, it made sense that after several years of working in a crazy, busy ER department, I just wasn't honoring any of my values. I remember there were times, true talk, that I would leave the hospital in tears, sometimes because I knew that I just wasn't emotionally available. I hadn't been emotionally available to my patients. I specifically remember a patient, she was somewhere in her 30s, and she had just lost her father. I had been taking care of her father, and despite everything we did, we weren't able to save him, unfortunately, sadly. I had lost my ability to empathize with this patient. Yeah, yeah, some might say you were just, you know, preserving your mental Uh, well-being. This is just self-preservation. Many of us doctors are used to doing that. Um, Some might say, oh yeah, of course, you were very busy. You were being pulled in different directions. You were dealing with uh, mounting wait times in the wait room, and you were dealing with several sick patients at the same time. But the truth is, at my core, I knew that this just wasn't who I was. In 2019, I left the ER on maternity leave and I took this opportunity to do a ton of self-reflection. I actually saw a therapist myself and this therapist, amazing therapist, helped me to connect the dots. And man, I felt so validated. I realized that I wasn't selfish for wanting more out of life. I realized that I wasn't ungrateful for having a plethora of blessings, uh, but still feeling dissatisfied. I realized that I wasn't doomed to live this uninspiring life day in, day out, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I discovered my core values and I started taking active, consistent, intentional steps towards honoring them. And I tell you, that was the beginning of me creating a life that I'm so excited to wake up to every day. Yes, it's frustrating. Yes, there are disappointments. Yes, there are failures, twists and turns that come with regular life, but I feel fulfilled in the things that I'm doing now. So girl, I want to ask you again, when was the last time you were happy? When was the last time you felt like yourself? Was it before you moved cities for work and better opportunities, leaving your community and everyone you know and love behind? Was it before the kids came, barely leaving you any time for yourself? Was it before the last one of your single friends got married, leaving you wondering, okay, when is my time, when is my time coming? What's wrong with me? If it's been a while, one of the biggest reasons is probably because you're not honoring your values. 
Now, this is where we get to the practical part of this podcast. In order to discover your values, if you don't know them yet, I want you to think back. Think back to that time when you felt like yourself. What were the things that were happening in your life that made you feel that way? Did you have a strong sense of community? Did you have friends who you hung out with and did fun things with? Were you involved in creative activities outside of work? Maybe writing, maybe you were learning a new language, maybe it was dancing, drama. Were you working out more consistently? Were you paying more attention to your health, your fitness? Were you paying more attention to your faith? Was it a time when you were getting recognized at work for all the amazing things that you were doing? Were you getting emails congratulating you? Were you getting recognized in the media and publications for all the work that you were doing? What was it that made you feel like life was full, like you were actually feeling like yourself? What were some of those things? Now, if you're one of the women that I, many women that I work with who struggle with this activity, you may have to use a bit of imagination here. And yes, I know it's a bit of a challenge for us to dream, but if you can't go back in time, think forward. If you were to create a life where you feel, where you felt full, where you felt fulfilled, where you felt like yourself, what would it look like? What would be some of the aspects of that? Really dig deep and really try to write what those values are. Examples of values, as I mentioned before, are things like excellence, health, flexibility, community, autonomy. And if you're struggling to actually identify what your values are, I have a worksheet that I can send to you. It's one that I actually share with the women that I work with. Send me a message on LinkedIn. I'm Dr. Yewande Olamide on LinkedIn. The link will be in the show notes, or you can also send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Dr. Yuande on Instagram. That's at dr.yuande. And again, that will be in the show notes. And what I'll do is I will share with you the worksheet that I use with the women that I work with to help hone in on what their three to five values are. And that'll really, really help you. It'll really clarify things for you. It'll really help jumpstart you from feeling the way that you are, unfulfilled, dissatisfied, to creating a life that you're also excited to wake up to. All right, to end this episode, I want to be sharing a quote with you. Values are lighthouses that are signals giving us direction, meaning, and purpose. I couldn't find the author of the quote, but I love it so much because ultimately, when we ignore our values or we're operating outside of our values, we're going to feel lost, unhappy, and unfulfilled. And that is not what I want for you because I'm a fierce advocate for your happiness. Until next time, don't forget to link up with me on LinkedIn and or Instagram. Take care. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Di, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.